0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, June 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Scott Joplin's unfinished opera, Tremonisha, taps into many cultural influences, including Joplin's innovations as the king of ragtime to tell the story of a black community in Reconstruction-era Alabama. There are a lot of rag moments with the
1: rhythm and the syncopation, but so much of it sounds like Verity, so much of it sounds like Strauss,
0: like Wagner. I mean, I hear all the influences. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin will speak with the composer who wrote a new adaptation of the opera. A judge is siding with State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick in a dispute over the potential cost of ballot items expanding abortion access in Missouri. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports the legal battle pitted Fitzpatrick against Attorney General Andrew Bailey.
1: Earlier this year, a group submitted a number of initiative petitions that would have expanded the right to an abortion in Missouri. Fitzpatrick wrote up fiscal notes that signaled that the proposals wouldn't have much financial impact on the state but Bailey refused to approve Fitzpatrick's analysis, contending that the impact would be in the billions of dollars. Cole County Judge John Beatum ruled that Bailey has no authority to quote, substitute his own judgment regarding the estimated cost of a ballot initiative. Beatum gave Bailey 24 hours to approve Fitzpatrick's fiscal note on the abortion initiatives. A spokeswoman for Bailey said the attorney general's office would appeal. The issue must be decided before anything can appear on the ballot. I'm Jason
0: Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Scientists predict flash droughts where intense dryness develops over just a few weeks could be more common as climate change accelerates. One study predicts North America could have a nearly 50% annual risk of experiencing a flash drought by the end of the century. That's up from roughly 30% a few years ago. When a flash drought hit the Mississippi River last fall, water levels were so low it was cheaper for grain companies to ship corn to China than it was to get a barge from St. Louis to New Orleans. Butler Miller runs a barge company in St. Louis.
1: Last fall was disastrous. It was it was a disaster. You know, last year was a once in a 30-year event.
0: Miller predicts the industry will opt for rail transportation over river barges if flash droughts become more common. Amerin, Missouri plans to open solar farms that could power 95,000 homes in the region. St. Louis Public Radio's Lily Holleran reports the company's announcement is a big step toward reducing carbon emissions. The farms will lead to a significant increase in the company's solar energy. Ameren hopes to cut emissions by 60 percent in the next decade. Scott Wibbenmeyer is the Senior Director of Renewable Development with Ameren, Missouri. He says this announcement is the backbone of the company's clean energy plans.
1: As our existing generation fleet starts to is starting to age out. We have a long-term plan to transition to you know, reliable, cost-effective, and environmentally sound energy
0: resources. Amarin is waiting on project approval by the Missouri Public Service Commission. Wibbenmeyer says the company hopes to finish construction by 2026. I'm Lily Halloran. St. Louis Public Radio. Gulfstream is adding 200 jobs at the St. Louis downtown airport in Cahokia Heights. The business aircraft company is expanding those operations with a $28.5 million investment. It will also retain around 500 jobs in the area. The Virginia-based company is receiving state tax credits for the project. The congressional debt ceiling agreement caps federal housing assistance program spending for the new fiscal year. Housing Action Illinois Policy Director Bob Palmer says that's concerning. Because rents are continuing uh, to go up, it's going to be very challenging just to make sure that everyone who's currently getting um, federal assistance to help pay their rent is going to be able to keep it. Palmer says freezing spending is effectively a budget cut. He says it's estimated that the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development needs at least another $13 billion in the upcoming fiscal year to maintain current service levels. Plans for an urban trail in St. Louis have received $2 million from the state. The Post-Dispatch reports the funding will help with the Brickline Greenway section connecting City Park to Harris-Stowe State University. The Missouri Development Finance Board approved a tax credit package yesterday for the project. There are plans for the overall $245 million greenway to run 20 miles and connect Fairgrounds Park, the Archgrounds, Tower Grove Park, and forest park the cardinals will play a game next season in what is described as the oldest professional ballpark in america they will take on san francisco at rickwood field in birmingham alabama the game is set for next june 20th around juneteenth next year major league baseball says related events will include a tribute to the negro leagues and baseball's oldest living hall of famer willie mays He's a Birmingham native and played for the city's Black Barons before joining the San Francisco Giants. Rickwood Field hosted the last Negro League World Series game in 1948 between the Black Barons and Homestead Grays. Scott Joplin earned the title King of Ragtime in large part from the innovations he made while living and working in St. Louis. His unfinished opera, Trimonesia, is a lesser-known part of his legacy. It blends European classical music with African-American cultural influences to tell the story of a Reconstruction-era black community on the border of Texas and Arkansas. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked composer Damian Sneed how he found his way to adapting Joplin's opera. Scott Joplin has always been one of my favorite composers.
1: when I first started playing for the neighbors, playing at my mother's NAUW meetings, the National Association of University Women, I definitely remember playing an excerpt of The Entertainer on an upright piano for one of their luncheons. Later on when I got to college, I found out about Chimonisha and I've always felt a connection to him from that day forward. Joplin's tremonition was unfinished at the time of his death, right? He never saw a fully staged production of it. So when you show up with librettist Karen Chilton to finish and adapt it, what does that look like? What did he leave behind? What materials were you working with? I just tried to go from the piano vocal score, which only has the vocal lines and the piano part, you know, right hand and left hand. And I used that and tried to listen to all of Joplin's rags all of his music and to try to figure out what his voice was and blend my voice with his voice. out to write a, a ragtime opera, right? He did so not. When you look at the score, where do you see his musical signature? It's everywhere. There are a lot of rag moments with the rhythm and the syncopation, but so much of it sounds like Verity, so much of it sounds like Strauss, like Wagner. I mean, I hear all the influences from the times that I know it's proven that he attended the Metropolitan Opera. Did he incorporate some different styles into this? Oh, a lot of styles. That's why I think for some people it was difficult for them to understand his work because the styles were changing so quickly. ¶¶ Probably early in Indonesia there's a piece called We're Going Around which sounds to me like it's deeply rooted in black American forms of music, particularly the the ring shout, the ring dance. Exactly, which comes from Africa uh, and is incorporated in gospel music as well. And so there, there are fields of gospel music, uh, going around, bump, bump going around, dah, swing your... So the dance is very important. The dance had a cultural function. Also, the song helped them long for the future and long for another day, a day of freedom, a day of opportunity. So that's why the music is filled with uh, excitement. There's a note in, in the libretto that the idea is to present this story as an aspirational one. Yes. That this is a story of an African-American community that is thriving, that is moving into the future. Uh, this is a, a, a depiction of black joy yes, black joy instead of black trauma, mm-hmm. which is seen often. So we wanted to present something different and to see a woman as a leader and black love
0: That was composer Damien Sneed discussing his adaptation of Scott Joplin's Trimonitia with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Casares edited that report. Ashley Lucenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.